Welcome to Five to Thrive, five strategies to equip and empower educators, parents, and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. We're back. Today's episode, uh, again, so absolutely uh, pertinent for the times we live in. Uh, we're talking about remote learning. And, and look, even if you're face-to-face, there, there's a component of remote learning that's taking place. And, and I, I always default to my, my kids, okay? All of my kids, in some way, shape, or form, will be making use of um, the, this this remote learning. And so today's episode, Dr. Rhoda is really going to focus on tips for teachers. But as you listen to it, if you're a parent, this is just good, good common sense. Maybe not common, but really good wisdom with your place of work, with when you interact with others on Zoom, uh, when you talk to relatives, um, and the list can go on. So, Dr. Rhoda, again, thanks for for always being here. We are on episode. 106. That is just crazy. It is amazing to think about. What a blessing. And what a blessing that school is in session. Uh, You know, with all the craziness that's going on, it's here. It's arrived. And depending on where you live, you may be meeting face-to-face. You may be meeting completely online. You may be some sort of mix of the two. But what a blessing that we get to get back into a routine of working with young people and helping them develop to their full God-given potential. And I'm convinced we can do that regardless of the format. We just have to be aware of some different nuances depending upon the format. I am so excited. Today is a move-in day for our freshmen here on campus. Marty's got a daughter who's starting college here today, so really excited about that with Professor Marty and his family. But it is so good to have the students back on campus. It's been six months. I really missed having young people here. And so we are excited, but we also need to be aware of, you know, God has made us as social emotional beings. We thrive on connection and connection seems a little bit easier when we can spend face-to-face time with people. However, we can still have connection even if we're working remotely with them. And that's what I want to talk with you about today. How do we best connect with students who are not spending their days in person with us? And this is what has led me to my research. So Edutopia interviewed teachers to try to gather their best strategies for connecting with students while teaching and learning remotely. Again, just let me add a little disclaimer. I think that really solid teaching and learning can happen on any platform. I've taken online courses and I've taught online courses for years and I'm a believer in their effectiveness. But we need to do things a bit differently in a remote environment. Some of the things aren't as easy or is intuitive. And I think that's really well well said. Uh, a couple points. Edutopia is really a fascinating uh, uh, site to go to. So teachers, if you haven't haven't uh, explored that site, certainly yeah. something to consider at some point uh, in your journey. Yeah, a lot of rich stuff there. So here are some tips for us to build connection while remote learning. Number one, say hello frequently and try to use individual names. There's just something about us hearing our name that builds connection. Let your students know that you're thinking of them, that you're planning for their education, that you miss them uh, if if you're completely remote. And do this on a regular basis. If your kids are using technology, a simple daily hello video every morning works great for any any age. Record a brief 30 second, could be up to two minutes or so. Tell them good morning, go through the same things you would do if you were in the class. Maybe you even let them see a bit of your world and what you're experiencing. Show them your cat or dog. 
make coffee with them one morning or whatever it might be. Oh, I like that idea. That is a great <laughs> idea. Now I just have to figure out how to hold my phone as I journey to 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 the to Keurig. The yeah. Oh, this I like yeah, this. Yeah. I like this episode. All right. If the students don't have technology, maybe you call them on the telephone. You know that old-fashioned telephone thing? At least we still don't have the party line, right? This could take a lot of time to do every day. So maybe break your class up into five groups and call a group each day so that you're talking to each student in person once per week. So be intentional about trying to connect with them on a regular basis daily, and if not daily, then weekly. Number two, if you typically have morning meetings in your classroom when you're face-to-face, see if you can maintain that online. Those rituals help foster connection. So if at all possible, you know, go through and do all those things you do in your morning meetings, but do it in an online format. And, and if kids can't be there right at that exact, exact same time, they can tape it and watch it later. Number three, <clears throat> continue to check in with how they're doing throughout the week. That social emotional component. How are you guys doing? You can take pictures, have your students take pictures of their thumbs in a thumbs up or a thumbs down or a thumb sideways, and they can send their picture of their thumb to their, their teacher. You can assign students to check in on each other and then share with the teacher how everyone's doing. Kids can decide what platform they want to use for their check-ins. It could be Zoom, it could be phone, it could be email, it could be Snapchat, whatever their age is, whatever apps they have. But check in on somebody and then let the teacher know how everybody's doing. And what's really important with the check-in is, as Dr. Rhoda said, the inclusion of students working with other students because we know they need to socialize and Mm -hmm. they don't simply need to interact with the teacher and 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 the student but with other students so you can creatively have them learn and also give them an opportunity to connect back and forth in fact i I actually require the students to do that to reach out and explain their thoughts to different individuals in the classroom and the the just checking in i'm always amazed when i set a time for that and i don't have a set agenda i just want to make sure everybody and it just organically turns into a really good conversation Absolutely. Just one other area on that check-in to see how you're doing. Maybe you create a little form that's almost like a little reflection, and once a week you have them fill it out. How are you feeling? What What are you feeling? What are you going through? How are you doing personally? How's your family doing? Are you having any issues with anything academically that you want to talk about? And just have them reflect on that a little bit once a week and submit it, and it's just kind of a, a written check-in maybe that you might have. Uh, number four, encourage snail mail pen pals. Remember the old pen pals when we were younger? Get students connecting with each other, and maybe just once a week they write a letter and drop it in the mail to someone in their class or someone in a different grade. Maybe you do this with you split up a couple of grades in your school and have form pen pals with older and younger students. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, again, a great idea. We, we used to do it back in the day where, where we'd have pen pals in different countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pen pals right in your community with, yeah. with, uh, with, with, with students who are in the same yeah. building. Or you could still do it with another country, you know, and Mm -hmm. even have Zoom calls. You could try to figure, you know, if you know somebody that lives or teaches in another country, they could connect you with the school there and your classroom students, you know, they Zoom back and forth and talk. So this is really scary because Dr. Oda and I on many things think like, so that's the experiment, that's the pilot this year with Grenada in my class to have uh, the administrator down there Uh take her phone around Uh and walk the freshmen who will uh-huh. be viewing it uh-huh. uh, on Zoom and, and learn about another culture, another school, another student. And, began, and, and their incredible. environment is absolutely different than, yeah. than our environment right yeah. now. So good, 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 Caribbean good. Island, good for you. That's very creative. Nice job. Um, num- tip number five, 
Create virtual tables, but don't just assign friends to that table. So if you would have kids sitting at a table in class, do that virtually. Have a group of four or five students that can connect with each other. They can ask each other questions. They can go over homework before they turn it in. Basically be a little support group for each other. Tip number six, consider including parents. Des develop a time when you invite parents to come online. Or maybe you send them an email once per week asking them how they're doing and if they have any questions. Let them know that you're there to support them. Th that is so important too because what you're seeing on the news, I mean, you see everything on the news, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But there, there's this whole discussion, debate, healthy tension, not healthy tension with, mm -hmm. okay, can, should parents be able to view uh, the teacher instructing their child? Look, we, we want to reach out and build bridges with the parents because we're all in this together. At the end of the day, Everybody wants the student or the child to succeed, and you have to have that level of trust by everybody in order for the student to benefit. Excellent point. And how do you build trust? Through connection. And so it's vulnerable to open it up and let parents watch what you're doing. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the more of a connection you have with that parent, the less critical they're going to be. If they get to know you, if you're connecting with them, asking them how they're doing, what you can support them with, they're going to be less critical if they see something they may not be completely in agreement with because they've learned to, to respect and trust you. So excellent point. Uh, tip seven, help students name and process their emotions and writing assignments work really well for this. Right, drawing does too. They can be excellent ways to help young people and actually all people process the mixed emotions that we're all feeling right now as we have upended routines and schedules and we're isolated from friends and classmates and loved ones. And when you think about it, the, the, the world we live in, those emotions that oftentimes you can pick up uh, visually from people smiling or frowning um, with, with masks, etc., those are somewhat lost. So mm -hmm. that's really an, just a mm -hmm. really good practice, but especially good practice in the times we live in. Yeah. And finally, my last tip, uh, tip number eight, as Christian educators, just continue to share with them the peace that we have. Help them stay grounded and looking for blessings at this time when, you know, sometimes we're looking for everything that's not going right, and we will find what we're looking for. And so let's model that for our students. Let's try to find those things to be grateful for instead of to grumble about. And I just need to interject here. Sorry, Dr. Rota, but Dr. Rota comes into the recording studio, and you can tell from her voice, but I can see it here. I mean, her disposition is just always so positive. And, and trust me, if she wanted to find things that were frustrating, uh, they're all around us. And, and yet I think she does a great job modeling, at least to me and to others, look, this is the context we're given in and we are just gonna make the best of it. You, can, you, you just hear it in her voice and just, so no, this is not like an isolated incident. This is just part of her, her DNA. And if you can take that idea and model it, you're just gonna see a culture of change if it's remote or if it's person to person. You're very kind, Professor Marty. Thank you for that. Yeah, it, it does make a difference in building culture. And I'm really concerned right now about how nervous and anxious our kids are about learning. And so anything we can do to ease that, you know, one of the number one things to put an immune system at risk is stress. And so if we as parents and teachers and students are walking around in a constant state of stress, it makes us even more susceptible. The more we can um, try to be careful, take precautions, but uh, trust God, keep it in perspective, have a sense of peace. Um, that's really going to serve our young people well.
So thank you. And a part of that is just staying connected. Now, we can provide quality education regardless of the platform, but we need to be intentional about it and share the wisdom we're gaining as we get through this unusual time. So if you have had things that you have done that have really helped you build connection, go to our website and leave some comments for us. Let it, if you have tips or an awful lot of you access this on Facebook, go ahead and add your comments, things you've done, strategies that you've used that have helped you and are helping you to build connection with your students. It's so very, very important. Our goal on Five to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. So here are five key takeaways from today's episode on tips for connection while remote learning. Number one, frequent touch points between the teacher and the student. And Dr. Rhoda gave lots and lots of examples from a simple uh, hello to, um, to a variety of things. Uh, number two, frequent touch points between student and the student. Give them an opportunity to, to connect with each other. A lot of ideas there from snail mail to uh, Zoom. Uh, think, think and make use of those. Number three, include parents. So very important. Invite them to come online. Uh, make that bridge. Uh, so very, very important. Everybody needs to be in this together. Uh, number four, I think this is probably one that's that's most often missed. Uh, allow time and help students to process their emotions, especially during this time of stress. They so desperately need to have that that outlet. Uh, and number five, I'm just going to say it. Dr. Rhoda exemplifies this on these podcasts. Uh, share with your students the peace that you have. Help them stay grounded and look for the blessings at this time of unrest. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.